0: Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and
1: welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave Kyes, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, world champion in pork at the Jack Daniels World Invitational. Yes, we're talking bourbon, whiskey, what a shock. Pitmaster of smoke on wheels, it is Andy Gronemann. No way! Who's that guy? I feel like you should come out on a runway or something when I do that kind of introduction. You
2: know, I was going to go start the grill so that we could have some burgers here in a little bit, but uh, you didn't go quite long enough.
1: You know me, I'm always hungry. That's never an issue. That's never an issue. Hey, coming up, we've got returning guest, Craig Sherry. And that's by the way, is spelled S-H-A-R-R-Y. Because I when you hear it, you think the uh, the Sherry, the wine Sherry thing, right? Yeah. But it's Craig Sherry, two-time world champion at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And he is the pit master of Texas Pepper Jelly Competition. And here's his website, which you want to write down and you want to check out these products. We'll be talking about it later. But it's TexasPepperJelly.com. That's TexasPepperJelly.com. He's got the uh, barbecue sauces, which are delicious, and then what's the other one? He's got rib candy. Rib he's candy. got
2: seasonings that oh, we're going to talk to him about rib yeah, candy,
1: and that is such good Andy. Andy and, Andy was explaining, it and I was getting really hungry. Or when you talk about rib candy, I always get hungry when you talk about it. And
2: you'll see, he's a stellar human too. Like he's just a great guy. He's gonna, you know, he doesn't pull any punches. He's gonna tell you what he thinks. It's it's so fun when Craig. And I get to talk just because I've known him for a while now. He's just such a great, great guy. Looking, great guest. Looking
1: for him to have him on again. Um, also, Andy's going to be talking about getting that smoker kind of fired up and ready to go for the first time of the year because there's some folks, especially up north, <laughs> you know. The, you Yeah, got
2: to kick the tires, and, dust it off. Well,
1: and it's been some crazy weather here in the Midwest in, in particular. You know, we've had uh, like it's been real dry and then we get a ton of rain and then it gets dry and then cold. And kind of the cold where you got to cover the plants cold outside. That kind yeah. of cold. And so for me, we finally got a little hot spell, and I've been looking at the old cargo shorts for a while because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had them on since last fall, early fall. And I've eaten a lot of barbecue this winter, okay? Uh You know that. I get on the show and talk I, I, about it. I don't it. know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I'm looking at those cargo shorts going, are they going to fit? Can I wear them this spring? And I'm happy to say that they do fit, but I'm kind of wondering if I didn't... There's well, room
2: I, for the cargo. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, because I have different size cargo shorts, and I'm wondering if I didn't happen to luckily grab the fat ones. The, well, these the, were designed to hold the burn-ins and mac and cheese. <laughs> the That's, fat shorts, as opposed to my skinny cargo shorts, which I don't think I can get on. Spe- speaking of mac and cheese, you know, I, I went on my uh, grilled cheese bender a while back, I'm going to meetings for that. So that's going away. But I, I've i kind of been on a little bit of a mac and cheese bender. And I was watching on TV uh, a barbecue, and he was talking about smoked mac and cheese and um, I didn't quite pick up the process of it, but my question to you is to get the smoked flavor in it, because some of the mac and cheeses you get at, at a restaurant, it's not smoked, I don't think, is No, there? no,
2: some of them are just oven-baked. Just oven regular baked. mac and yeah. cheese,
1: which I still love. But this was a particular smoked, but I was wondering, do you need to like stir it a lot to get the smoke to keep hitting it, or what What do you think is the best way to right. do that?
2: So, so here's what I do. I do two things. So first thing, I'll go ahead and load you know my tray of mac and cheese into the cooker. Mm -hmm. Once it start, once that cheese starts to bubble, the the you know the mixture starts to get warm. I give it one turn. So we go ahead and give that turn, Mm -hmm. and then the second thing that I do is I take like a panko breadcrumb and I melt butter and I mix that Uh together. And then if you want to add some seasoning to that or something, you know, totally up to you. Uh, You can. Barbecue seasoning or just even salt, pepper, garlic, whatever. Sprinkle that over the top. And as that gets crispy, it's also going to pull in some of that smoke and the butter is going to pull in some of that. Oh, so you man. get for you get that smoke in the mac and cheese from the first turn that we did. And then you get the smoke in the crispy top. That's what we do.
1: That sounds so good. You know, another place I went to this was a while ago. I got to go back. there. It was a good barbecue joint. And I was bragging that I host barbecue radio network. You know, hi there. I, Quite a brag. I host a, I host a nationally syndicated radio show and I'm in your barbecue place. And sure enough, she Ooh. threw me, she threw me dessert. So it was, um, so most- she listens to the show. I don't know about that, but I got free dessert. That's really all I cared
3: about. No, I was just thinking apparently she doesn't listen to the show.
1: <laughs> okay, no tag teaming on me. All right, so here's the deal. So she gave me a, a free cheesecake that was smoked cheesecake, which I've never had in my life. There was no cherries or no, nothing, just smoked flavor. And you could see the smoke on top of the cheesecake. Now, how do they do that? I mean, do they, do they put it back into a smoker or something and let it go at it? So...
2: When we cook things like cheesecake and cookies and Mm -hmm. things like that in the smoker, they typically don't get a lot of smoke because you're at baking temperatures, and so it's running that fire. Um, To get some smoke in it, they probably started at a lower temperature and let it just pull some of that in um, at the beginning of the process, and then ramped it up and baked it to finish. And I usually run a water bath— in the cooker, too, just to make sure everything stays nice and moist because you don't have fat dripping off or moisture dripping out of your meat or anything when you bake in your pit. So I usually had a water bath, too. But I'm I'm surprised that you got a smoky character out of the cheesecake. It was. It was and
1: the first, it was kind of weird because I've never tasted anything like that before. And the first bite was like, well, this is interesting. But then, of course, I'm not going to stop at one bite. <laughs> but the more I ate it, the more I really liked it
2: taking one for the
1: team. Taking as one for always. the team. That was an excellent question from Dave. I'm going to give myself a uh, barbecue sauce of the month for May of Smokin' Wheels. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to present that to myself. Well, actually, we uh, we do have a question from T-Bone for Andy. T-Bone, what do you got this week? I love this question and and I love it for several reasons. Jackson Hole Wyoming, Ooh, done, I, I love have that. D- I have done comedy there. Thank you very much. Oh, and that's when it started to go down. They put me that? up in a cabin. <laughs> oh, cool. I, I kid you not. Oh, I've heard that story. That was in Jackson Hole. Yes, Jackson oh, Hole. Very cool. James Reeder over there in Jackson Hole. Andy, <laughs> yes, sir. What's the weirdest protein
2: you've ever smoked? Oh, the the weirdest protein,
1: ostrich.
2: <laughs> Probably kangaroo. Kangaroo. Oh my gosh. How- I would say i I mean it's it's weird because we don't have them here we're not like cooking kangaroo now, did here, you do
1: it here in the states or were you down in Australia? I've done it in both places really yes so do they do they eat kangaroo kind of like we do bison in a way Does that- or deer yeah or, or rabbit. or rabbit <laughs> the uh and the meat is very purple. Um,
2: oh, it's really? super lean. I so was gonna say it was be lean. Yeah. It's very, very lean. So you cook it like you would a deer back strap or something like that. You're going to cook it hot and fast into to medium rare, uh, or you're going to grind it and put it in your spaghetti sauce or something. Oh, nice. did you cook it on the show you were on over there? No, we didn't cook it on, on the show. Um, but we did in one of the classes that I was at. And then those guys, when they first came over here to the American Royal, uh, to come to the royal and cook with us they brought uh kangaroo for us to cook here as a you know kind now, of now a Now, did
1: you get some of the pouch pa- get some of the pouch stuck between your teeth no. when you're eating it no no, no. okay no. i'm just i'm just checking absolutely out not what what part of the kangaroo do you cook
2: so it's like a tenderloin basically okay. that's we were we were cooking you know kangaroo essentially tenderloins
0: Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman will be right back.
3: Hey, bar and grill fans! It's Jim with
2: Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember Madhouse Bar Talks, baby.
1: That Okay, I'm going to put that on the top of the list. So I'd I'd say that's the weirdest one. I got to go with that. Did it bounce off the... Never mind. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm out of kangaroo jokes. I'm going to end there. So we're going to send Daniel a bottle of smoke-on-wheels, bootleg, bourbon-infused barbecue sauce invented by this guy right over here, Grandy Andy Gronerman and it is delicious. You want to check it out. Now coming up a returning guest, very happy to have him back on the show. It's Craig Sherry. He's a two-time winner of the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo Cookoff. He's got a couple of great products that you want to learn about and you can find him on his website which is Texaspepperjelly.com. That's Texaspepperjelly.com. He's got some great sauces and other products that we'll be talking to with Craig Sherry up next, right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Kaius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Groneman. Very excited to have a returning guest, Craig Sherry. Craig has won well over 80 Grand Champions and Reserve Grand Champions combined. And he's got a website that you absolutely want to check out for his great products. It's TexasPepperJelly.com. Let me say that again. Texaspepperjelly.com. Craig, Sherry, welcome back to the show. How are you doing down in Texas, buddy? Doing just fine. Thanks for having me. We will cover, of course, the rib candy. Uh, we'll cover your barbecue sauce. But let's start off with, I was thinking about it, uh, and we were all discussing it off the air. We haven't had somebody on Texas for a while. And here's the, here's my point of view as far as hosting this show. If somebody's from Memphis or Carolina or Texas or whatever, and they'll say, well, we got the best barbecue, my answer to all of them is, yes, you do, because I'm I'm a lover of barbecue. Um, But talk a little bit about Texas barbecue, if you would.
4: Well, this day and age, I don't know that Texas barbecue is a whole lot different from barbecue in other places. Mm -hmm. Uh, For years, we were known more for our dry barbecue and, and not dry by the meat being dry, but by the sauce being added. Uh, you, you order a Texas brisket in any restaurant here or at competitions, you seldom ever saw a sauced brisket, uh, pork, uh, you'll see a little bit more chicken. Not so much over the years. This has changed to where, you know, the truth is everybody loves a little sauce here and there.
2: <laughs> well, and, and um, pork isn't even, wasn't even really a thing, right? It was really more spare ribs. You weren't, you weren't getting right. pulled pork no, it, or anything at it
4: and I say pork referring to ribs and you're, you're exactly correct. We, we didn't do pork. We don't do shoulder. We don't do, butt. we don't, um, you know, the closest thing we get to pork is a nice ham on a holiday. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Spare ribs, spare ribs for competition were the only pork that I started and cut my teeth on. And in the very beginning sauce, if it was there at all, was very, very faint, very light. That has changed over the years. And, uh, there's nothing wrong with that you know uh, we all everything evolves everything changes and what we eat and what we
2: turn in for a judge is two different things anyway we know that
4: (laughs) absolutely you know i cooked i cooked competitively for 15 16 years and honestly i never cooked at home what i turned in at a contest and to this day i don't it's just a preference you know we we just like what we like, and judges like what they like. And we try to find a, a medium somewhere uh, that we can live with. Uh, unless you truly want to win, then you learn what the judges like, and that's what you go for.
2: <laughs> and and honestly, so we were talking, you know, Dave mit- was mentioning some of the products earlier, and you've got, you know, a ton of phenomenal barbecue products out there, but probably one of the game changers from the onset was rib candy. You know, the just the original rib candy and then when you when you start adding you know the cherry habanero rib candy all of a sudden that changed competitions for a lot of people uh and and gave people at home the ability to have some of that competition style rib at home
4: exactly exactly Um, If I can pat myself on the back and I probably should go for it. No, no.
1: We we, we encourage that here. (laughs) We encourage that here, Craig.
4: The older I get, the more I I take every opportunity to. To to say this when I can, Andy, you go back far enough. um, Correct me, please, because nobody else will correct me (laughs) if, if I'm if I'm wrong, but. And back in the 05 when I started uh up until rib candy come out in around 07 or 08 there was nothing like it on the market no nothing
2: and, and that's uh, what I'm saying it was it was a game changer for competition barbecue when you brought that out um and you know we've been I was we were just talking about this the other day we had our 20th year at the Royal last year and so I've been doing this since You know, officially Smoke on Wheels was like 96 when we started Mm -hmm. and we did lots of stuff to ribs, but we didn't have the ability to get. I always, you know, I call it tire shine for ribs. It's like (laughs) it gives them that gloss and it gives them that extra pop of flavor. And with the judges, it's always about that one bite. And it really gave you the ability to have a one bite rib and it would bring those flavors from the from the pork forward. And you'd still get that pop of heat and sweet. It' phenomenal product, and
4: and it holds up
2: over time. Craig, I mean, how much that's probably still got to be one of your best selling products, right?
4: It is hands down my best selling product, and I guess why I am so proud of it is, is you know, and I am not ever going to knock a guy for his rub or his uh, injection or anything like that, but you know, a guy who comes up with a new spice today, while it may be very tasty and innovative, it's still a spice. Yep. Despite, you know, it's just a different combination. Uh, what I brought to barbecue competitions was a brand new product, a brand new genre of product, uh, something that the cooks could use simpler and easier. I started out with jelly, and I still think jelly, when it's done right, the right flavor on, on any meat, pork especially, is good. But it was so darn hard to work with. It was thick. It was goopy. Uh, People didn't want to take the time, didn't want to fool with it, so they shied away from it. However, I know back in the day, there were some people using jelly in some of their sauces here and there. Oh, yeah. We we were using your jelly. Uh,
2: (laughs) 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 So so when you brought brought the, the rib candy out, I just remember that being like a pivotal point where you didn't have to try and figure out how to thin it and not have it break. You didn't have to try and worry about, did I use a little vinegar or something to get too much acid. I mean, it was a little bit of a process to get it right so that it would stay on the rib the right. way you wanted it to. Right, uh, And exactly. rib candy, you could open the bottle and pour it on a slab of ribs and, and good to go and you're good to go. And so for somebody at home that is trying to get that competition style rib, it makes it so easy. And the flavors that you can go with, I mean, you can pick the flavor profiles that you like uh, and for me, it was always the cherry habanero was my choice, but there's, you know, Apple versions. There's, I mean, when you go to the website and check it out, there's all kinds of, of versions of rib candy, some sweet, some heat. Uh, but to me, that was like one of the the coolest products that came out. And I didn't, I hadn't even met Craig at that point. I mean, I we had just, well, actually you had, I think you had just launched the rib candy
4: when we met, when I was down yeah, we you came down, we had one of the earlier uh, I don't know if it was the first year or the second year, but when the Sam series yes started, y'all made the trip down here uh, to the Houston area, and that's where I remember meeting you first in person was at the Sam series club cook off. Yeah, um, that, I don't remember much before that, and that would have been about the time Rib Candy, what was that, 2006 or 2008. Yeah, Yeah, seven, eight, somewhere right in there. Wow, Andy was only Um,
1: nine years old. That's amazing. (laughs) Isn't it though? He was a pro. He was a prodigy in K shell, didn't? Know. And the weird thing, at nine years old, he had his first beard. That's the even more. <laughs> well, amazing. what it was even what
4: what really shocked us all was that fantastic wife that he had. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do mean, have one of those. I mean, how many of those nine year olds have that? We about? know
1: Andy married up, so <laughs> <laughs> we're talking with Craig Sherry. Uh, Craig has won well over eight eighty grand champions and reserve grand champions combined, and we're talking about his great products. Um, The the rib candy, his barbecue sauce that we mentioned earlier that now people are using in Texas. And to get those products, go to the website, TexasPepperJelly.com. That's TexasPepperJelly.com. And once again, we'll be back next segment with Craig Sherry talking a little Texas barbecue. Talking about barbecuing in your backyard. And he's gone from competition to cooking from home. We'll be talking about that on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Need some sizzle in your life? Turn us on, fire us up, and don't look back. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention.
1: Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kaius, along with our producer T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning Pitmaster Andy Gronerman. This week, a returning guest, Craig Sherry. He's a two-time world champion at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Pitmaster of Texas Pepper Jelly Competition. I, and I know I've been saying this website a lot, but Andy, I need to say this website a lot because we <laughs> want people to go to this website because these are products for the backyard barbecuer that will take it to another level. The website is TexasPepperJelly.com. Uh, Craig, you'd be in down in Texas. The one thing I kind of wanted to talk about, you're, you you mentioned, you know, you kind of gotten out of the competition now, but of course you got all these wonderful b- products on your website. But you're doing, you know, you're cooking at home, and a lot of this show is geared for the backyard barbecue. Walk us through something that you might cook at home that that you can maybe help the backyard barbecue with.
4: Well, my two favorite meats to cook at home are spare ribs and brisket, mm. and I don't I don't know that one uh, overpowers the other. What What I'd like to focus on for just a second is to the newer cooks, the backyard cooks, the guys that that want to get it right. First, you just have to do it. Don't be scared of it. That's exactly so many, right. So many people are just scared of that big piece of meat called brisket, and there's really, <laughs> there's really no need to be. Um, I would say put your money in a quality piece of meat. Uh, you really should look at prime or better, and and then sit back and en- enjoy the process. It, it doesn't need to be rushed. We've all learned how to cook hot and fast. It's there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe I think some days it's a little overrated. I find I like my best brisket when I slow it down. When I drop that temperature from three or three and a quarter back down to about two and a quarter to 250. Yes, it's going to take a lot longer to cook it. But where are you going? You're usually doing it for, That's for your. Exactly right. And I, it's you're, still you're, my yeah. favorite brisket. Still my favorite brisket. Then the second thing I would say is keep it simple. Uh, we're, we're notoriously famous for trimming briskets in competition barbecue for a variety of reasons. Uh, it's gotten so sad or it had gotten so sad. I, I haven't done it lately that, you know, some of these guys aren't cooking a brisket that weighs probably more than seven or eight pounds. Um, I'm for the house. I'm a, a big believer in give me 14 to 18 pounds, minimal trimming, season it with something simple. And just sit back and cook it and enjoy it. I I just don't know any other way to say it. Leave that fat in there. uh, Let it render out slowly. And don't be afraid to overcook a brisket. Now, you don't want to go to mush. But the tug test and all of this, this is all competition talk. I'm talking about what tastes good between two pieces of white bread and some mustard. (laughs) Let's just cut to the chase, you know. Uh, has anybody never enjoyed just a plain old brisket sandwich? So, you know, tackle it, ask questions. As far as seasoning goes, I'm going to go ahead and take this uh, opportunity to blatant push my seasoning, Craig's Brisket <laughs> Rub. Go for it. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's it's a Texas style rub. It's a little grainier. It's a little thicker. Um, it has a, a lot more pepper in it than you'll find some places. So. If you're not a big pepper fan on the finish, I would go sparingly with it. Uh, It it just puts a lot of flavor in the meat. We hope to have some new seasonings out, or we don't hope. We plan on having some new seasonings out here in the next few months. And one of those seasonings is a sneak preview, I guess, will be a pecan seasoning based off of my brisket rub. And I've already done some sampling here, and we're cutting back on the heat for those that are concerned Increasing the pecan flavoring. And I'm telling you, it just makes it just makes a good brisket. And also, backyard guys, don't get all cranked up on do I have to have an offset pit and what kind of wood do I use? Go down and get your favorite pellet grill. Uh I don't push anybody in particular, but my two favorites that I've owned, both of them, is a Yoder and a Traeger. And I'm telling you, for cost and everything. The, the new the new that are coming out, these ironwoods and timber lines and stuff are just silly stupid to use. <laughs> and I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. Right, no. I so I know what you, you're saying, Craig. You can't go wrong. Um and if I remember right, you've cooked on a pellet grill over the years. Oh yeah. Um and I don't think you would disagree with what I'm saying. Uh, a wood fire grill is or pit smoker is really nice and if you if you get to that point, enjoy the heck out of it but it's not a necessity to cook a good brisket, guys. And I would use this same philosophy on a rack of ribs. Oh, yeah. slow, the, slow the temp down just a little bit. Give it that extra 30 minutes or an hour. Uh, season it. Um, ribs, is to me, it's imperative that you don't over-season ribs. So many people do, in my opinion. I like to still be able to see the meat through the rub. If I can't see the meat, that's my first indicator. I've gotten way heavy-handed, <laughs> and 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 the pork flavor and
2: will come through if you don't overseason it. It will. You will get the flavor of that pork.
4: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: And so we're talking with Craig Sherry, and we're talking about kind of what to do in the backyard. And I've got to tell you, yeah, I mean you're right. And we've talked about this. We were actually doing a segment last week on cookers that we like, and. Pellet grills are great because, number one, they're versatile, so you can have one that kind of does everything. Uh, So you can have something that you can smoke with, you can cold smoke, you can roast, you can grill. A little harder to grill on them, but you can do it. Um, But it it does let you kind of step aside from having to worry about tending the fire so that you can focus on the meat. And so I'm a hundred percent behind, you know, telling that first timer to, you know, get a pellet grill, do that first, learn what the meat's like when it's done. And then if, if you want to enjoy that wood fire experience, you know, do that after you learn how to cook the meat. If you're trying to learn it all at once, it makes it, it does make it a little harder on you. So if we're looking at the brisket and talking about, you know, low and slow versus hot and fast. You know, a lot of the competition teams these days are doing those hot and fast briskets, but I'm with you. I I really like to slow everything down, bring that temperature down, and you just get a better product. I mean, what, what do you think makes the difference there, Craig?
4: What I think is, first off, you're not using something that's all trimmed up with a lot of the fat cut off and, and laid open uh, like like we do in competition, you're you're talking about a brisket that, that's pretty much intact that has all that internal. Uh, I call it yummy goodness inside. <laughs> that's a technical and, uh, term, by the way. It, it <laughs> that's a technical term. Don't don't attempt that at home, folks. Uh, <laughs> but that stuff that stuff will will render down and add a flavor when it's cooked slower like that. That I believe uh, just adds more depth to the the meat that you're eating. Um, the big definition guys, when y'all are cooking at home, I want you to try to remember something. It's great. Competition briskets are great, and I love them for one bite. I don't usually want a second bite. Hmm. Well, only because it doesn't have that depth of flavor that a low and slow does. That's a brisket that makes you want to go back for another slice, not just a bite.
2: Yeah, it's like you were we were talking earlier, that, that competition barbecue really is one-bite barbecue, and so it bangs it all on the front, and you don't get that smoke and the earthy beefiness of the back end of that and that texture that, like you said, brings you back
4: for another slice. Um, it does. It really does. And, you know, there's just no getting around what works, and that is proven to work you know, time after time again.
1: You know, Craig, a buddy of mine for his birthday, he had bought, he had bought a new smoker and he was a good, he's a good barbecue. He's been doing it for years, but he bought a new smoker. And to treat everybody for his birthday, he made a brisket, my kind of birthday. And so I went over there and he laid the brisket out and I had a slice of it. And you know, just what you said, cause he did, we talked about it since I host this show about it being low and slow and we went and talked about it and He goes, oh, yeah, that's all I do is low and slow. And the first bite and I kept going back and I was watching the amount of brisket left because if everybody wasn't going back, I'm going back for thirds. I definitely went seconds. <laughs> it was, I don't blame you. It was just so good. Well, once again, we've had Craig Sherry on the show and just a wonderful guest and wonderful products. Check out the rib candy, the barbecue sauces. We're talking about good barbecue sauces. And it's all at TexasPepperJelly.com. That's texaspepperjelly.com. Craig Sherry out of Houston. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you being on the show. Coming up next, we're going to b- talking about it's early in the year. You're firing up that smoker for the first time. What can you do with Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network?
0: Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention.
1: Welcome back to Andy and Dave on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network course we've got a fun contest going on right now we want to give people a really cool product don't we andy we do we want to give everybody a fireboard spark mm-hmm. and how do they do that andy well let's <laughs> just talk about that
2: They can get the Fireboard Spark if they go and like our Facebook page and like and share
1: that post. Go to Fireboard and like that Facebook page. And Barbecue Radio Network and like that page. Absolutely. And by the way, just so you know, on our page, on Barbecue Radio Network, I put out the Friday Funnies. Which are, I'm sorry, hilarious. So it's worth just that, I'm, being on our Facebook page. I'm holding back laughter right now, Dave. I've, anyway, this. The hilarity is just off the charts. Okay, one one quick thing here sure. for everybody. Keep in mind, you have to like the page. Liking the post doesn't do, oh. won't get you in. We appreciate it but be sure to like the page up there towards the top. Technical advisor T-Bone has just reminded everybody to like the actual page of Fireboard and Barbecue Radio Network, the actual pages, which is free, by the way. And 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 we're really good. We don't send out stuff like four or five times a day like some places, and that just drives me oh, nuts. no, I don't
2: know where else you can get a $150 thermometer for two clicks.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so please there do that. It. We'll be doing the uh, giveaway later this month. And don't forget, too, about a uh, barbecue shout-out to one of our sponsors, which is Old Hickory Pits Smokers. And you can check them out at oldhickorypits.com. And Old Hickory Pits has wood-burning barbecue pits, commercial and residential smokers. And, again, check out their website, oldhickorypits.com. And please support your local barbecue joints. It's been a tough couple of years. And if you're ever in Guyman, Oklahoma, now you're our traveler. I mean, I travel some, but you travel a lot. Have you ever been in Guyman, Oklahoma? Not where I've stopped. How okay. about that? I'm, well, you drive through. I haven't stopped. Next that. time you're there in Guymon, Oklahoma, stop at a place called Honey's. That's H-U-N-N apostrophe. No, H-U-N-N apostrophe. Y. <laughs> oh, my goodness. H-U-N-N apostrophe S. Thank you. Thank you. Third grade was good for me. <laughs> at 103 North Main Street in uh, good old Guyman, Oklahoma. And while you're there, be sure to listen to us on 92.7 FM, the boss at KKBS.com. So Andy, who is our New York State Empire Champion in seven events throughout New York State. By the way, have you been to the um, uh, the Falls, the Niagara Falls?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: On the Canada- Canadian side or the New York New side? New York side. you never been on the Canadian side? No. Okay. I'm trying to remember if I've been on... Which one's the better side? Um... I can't remember. It, so it depends. Uh, the Canadian side gives you the view of the American
2: Falls, ah. which is supposed to be very spectacular. It's breathtaking. Um, but you can take the boat out. Oh, yeah. Under the falls. So I guess... I want to do that. I guess I really have seen it from the Canadian side because technically you cross... Over When you're on that boat, we took the kids with us when we were up there on that vacation. <laughs> One of the events was in Boston Hills, New York. Shout out to Mike Cardakini and that event. And uh, we went out, out from there and it, it was just phenomenal. It's so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's out by Buffalo.
1: You, you're you get to go up to Niagara and experience that. It is a blast. It's spectacular. I got to go there years ago. So let's do a little barbecue product spotlight. What are you thinking this week, Andy? Well, we're going to be talking about getting the grills kind of Mm -hmm. ready to go here soon.
2: And I thought, you know, you really need to go out right now and bone up and get all of the right products to keep your grill clean, get it ready for the season. So you want to have a solid degreaser. Um, You want to get a good grill degreaser and a good grill brush. And the key thing there is... Avoid the grill brushes that have the small, fine uh, metal uh, bristles because those, if they break off and they get into your food, Mm -hmm. not good, right? So there are lots of options for um, like an abrasive brush. There's wooden ones. There's all kinds of great grill brushes out there. You want to get a good grill brush for this spring cleaning and, and have that sucker ready to go.
1: Let me ask you something, because I know you, you know, this is what you do for a living. So you you grill and smoke year round. But for the person, you know, especially up north, they go, well, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not that hardcore. I'm going to put it away for six months or three months or however long when they bring it out for the first time after it's been sitting for quite a while. About how long does it take to prep it for that first smoke or grill?
2: Uh, you know, I really, it takes about half an hour. Not bad. To,
1: yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Unless you
2: just put it away in really rough shape. But if, <laughs> I mean, if, if you didn't put it away in really rough shape, a good 30 minutes will get you.
1: Okay. So you got the grill, the smoker, you got it ready. You've cleaned it off. you did doing the brushing, all that good stuff. So now we're firing it up for the first time. Okay. Yeah, so just, Wait, what do you suggest for the first time when you, when that thing's been sitting there for all winter long? And you're going to do your first thing. Are you talking pork butt? Are you talking brisket? Are you talking just hamburgers just to break it in? What, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah. So I'm probably going to do something a little shorter cook first just because. Just to get it going. Yeah. Just to get it going and mm-hmm. get everything rolling. And so that, that first thing you're going to do, you're going to take the grill, pull it out, give it, give everything a once over, give it a good like. And and let's just for the sake of, of ease here, let's say gas grill. Okay. 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 So you've got your gas grill. First thing you're going to do, check your bottle. Make sure you have got propane, <laughs> unless you're unless you've got a natural gas connection, right. which you can do. But let's you know check that propane bottle. Make sure all those connections are good. The fit O rings and those fittings are going to seal properly. You know, there's
1: no cracks or anything. Tough question: When you turn it on, you don't want to hear certain sounds, right? Yeah, you probably don't need to hear that hiss. That hiss sound. That's what I was yeah, thinking. You want to avoid that. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you do hear it, turn it off. And whatever you do, don't light a cigarette. Turn it <laughs> off
2: at the bottle. At the
1: bottle. That's right. So you're gonna check all those fittings and then
2: the the grill itself, and, and again, last week when we were talking to Meathead, you know, he mentioned the color of the flame. Oh yeah. And so if you forget this step, the color of the flame might help you remember it. But inside the burner itself, it's been sitting all winter. Mm -hmm. Well, the the gas flows through that and mixes with air. And then when you ignite it, that's what gives you your flame. Well, if you had a spider build its nest in there, (laughs) if you had it, it's going to obstruct the flow of gas and air and that will cause your grill not to run well. So usually hanging on the side of the grill on a chain is a, uh, what looks like a wick holder Mm -hmm. and you can reach in there to light it with, right? Well, you can also load a a pipe cleaner or something on the end of that and clean out that that orifice where you're going to have, you know, all right. the gas and air flowing. So you want to make sure that's clean so that you get a good fire going. So then after you do that, good cleanup of just, you know, scrape off the grates, make sure all that winter dust and everything's right. off of them. And then you want to start with clean grates. So you're going to heat everything up, light those burners, make sure they're burning properly. And then I oil everything. get Give it a nice, good brush down with some high heat oil, some avocado oil, grapeseed oil. Get everything good. And then let that cooker heat up and and come to temp, the whole thing, the whole metal body, the grates. Give it 15 minutes, 20 minutes, then start cooking. Then start throw cooking. Those, throw those first burgers on, throw that first steak on, and uh, let it go. Well, down. and
1: the thing, with too, is if you do all the work, the prep work, that first time you're firing it up in the spring, then the next time you don't have to do all that. You know, you just, I guess clean the grate off and, or grill off and or get ready to go. Yep, so first so first cook
2: let's we'll recap and then I'm going to give you the two other things you got to do. So first, okay. you know, start clean, keep it clean, right. right? Preheat, like I said, get that sucker good and hot, get it nice and and evenly warm because that's going to help your cooking. If you turn the burners on and just throw your food on right away, you got cold grates, mm. it's not going to cook evenly. So give it that time and then Track your temps, right? We've talked about it with it, – it's so funny. Every guest tends to go to, you know, thermometers <laughs> right. as, as the game changer. You know, you haven't cooked a steak all winter. Go ahead and temp it. Sure. You know, probe it, temp it, make sure that's right, and then rest it. The other thing we all forget to do – Oh, man. – because it's that first one of the season. You just want to bite you into You want to just bite into yep. it. Rest that steak for a good five minutes – Then slice into it.
1: You know the old line, I want patience and I want it now. So that's exactly try to, try right. Try to have patience is hard
2: to do. And that will get you through that first through that first cook and kind of opening up the grill for the season.
1: That that's such great advice and 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 the little things like that people don't think about but if you do in the long run you'll be thankful to spend the extra time doing it. Exactly right. Yep. Well, we want to, of course uh, thanks Andy for all that information and our earlier guest Craig Sherry. Uh, check out his products at texaspepperjelly.com. That's Texas Pepper. Jelly.com and our May barbecue sauce of the month, Smoke on Wheels, bootleg bourbon infused barbecue sauce. Next week, well, it's going to be Memorial Day next week. Man, it snuck up on us. Yes. And so we're going to just throw at Andy. A menu for, for Memorial Day. I'll An do entire it. menu, which I know will be delicious. And uh, you want to tune in for that. For executive producer T Bone and my co host, Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Gronerman, I'm Dave Kais. Thanks so much for listening to Barbecue Radio Network. We'll see you next week on Memorial Day weekend. And as always, happy barbecuing.
0: Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com.
3: You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667.